Hey there, adventurers. Get those headphones adjusted, immerse yourself in fantasy, and roll the intro. Welcome back to the table, everybody. Should we start with a brief recap? How long has it been since we played? Only a week? Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. It yeah. felt like two weeks. I thought so. All right. So, second of October. Well, you guys arrived in Baja Set last episode, mm-hmm. which is a very large city. One of the second largest cities in Udesh has about a population of, I think I said 30,000 people. If I didn't, this is the correction. It's about 30,000 people, so it's very large. You guys were coming here to uh, meet a family friend of Bernard's named Zex. She is a lizard folk that is practically Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Think of Tomb Raider, really. And this big, just a really popular archaeologist that's famous for all her findings on the ancient sun tea race which is a ancient race of humans that used to walk the earth about four thousand years ago uh you guys had a nice lunch with zex she oh you guys also met one of her um companions who is named print of boots he is a tabaxi and a very flamboyant one very like bear beast's character had a bigger hat than bear beast's character <laughs> my character don't have a hat that's the problem oh yeah that's right you were wanting to buy a hat because of whatever reason edginess <laughs> yeah <laughs> edgy gotta be edgy bro um either way uh you guys had a nice lunch with zex and print of boots and she kind of gave you a rundown on kind of briefly gave you the rundown on what is going on. So she found what she has dated back to the Sun Tea time, so 4,000 years ago, a map to a city that is not supposed to ever exist. There is a fairy tale on it called the Lost City of Nekahamu. So with that, you guys left and went to the marketplace, I believe. Um, Witcher's character, Valindrian, needed a brazer, like a little brazer, correct? I yeah. think it was for one of his spells. So he went and you guys found the marketplace and bought your spell components. Bernard knew about a famous bakery that I believe his aunt always talked about. And right across the street was that said bakery. And so him and I believe it was Vinthro. Didn't you guys stand in line and wait to get yeah, patient? Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, entered yeah. and uh, uh, Kronos and myself outside waiting. That's right. And when Kronos was outside, uh, I had him roll a perception check. He was just looking around, looking over the crowd of bustling people that are walking through past and into the marketplace and across the street. He saw a window on a three-story building. On the second floor, there was a window that slammed shut very quickly as he made eye contact with that window. 
We don't know if that was just me fucking with him or if it was something related to the story. So we left you guys off on your way back to Zex's house. It's getting around like four o'clock at this time, maybe five. Um, She invited you over to stay at her place because she said she had plenty of room and a personal chef. So you guys are leaving the little uh, like entrance to the market area. How would you like to proceed? You could take the right. You could go off to the right. There's like little signs that would lead you pretty much just through a main street. There is a street that leads um, straight and seems to be a little more direct route. And you would be passing by the city hall. And uh, you guys are trying to make it down to the residential area which is for the listeners in the southern southeast corner of the city. How would you like to proceed? Well, I have an errand to run. And it can be now, it could be later, it could be tomorrow, it can be whenever, just before we leave town. I mean, we don't really have anything better to do right now. That is true. However, I don't... group activity? Not really. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we could just go. Oh, Metal Man, you could come with me. Where are you going? It's a surprise. What are you up to, Tiefling? I'm not a Tiefling. I mean... I'm not a Tiefling. (laughs) Ah, Hexblood was it, yeah. I mean, your surprises in the past haven't been very good. Maybe not uh, for you. Nah, it's normally against me in some way. Well, um, it's up to you. You're free to tag along. Anybody else do anything? Bernard, what are you up to? I mean, I don't really have anything to do. I was thinking of going back to Zeke's house, you know, get some food. I, I don't do food. <laughs> I mean, that's your loss. Valendrian, where you at? You an owl. Yeah, uh, what was my owl's name again? You gave her a name. Did I? No, no I mean... Uh, Metal Man did. Kronos. Oh. <laughs> did I? Yeah, yeah you, you did, it, but yeah. I forgot it. Um, did it begin with a C? Yeah, I think so. C or G? Anyway, right, you it. guys have journals to write stuff down. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't have. Any, I don't really have. I don't really have anything to do, so I might as well uh, join Winthrow on whatever he's up to, or get Aww. some food. You sure you can handle it? I'm. I don't know what to handle since you are so secretive about it. So how should I tell? That's not really a secret. You'll know when you see it. So I have two choices. Go well, with the small man and eat food that I can't eat or go on a mysterious quest with it's not really a quest you well I like mysteries and I'm curious now so I'll tag along (laughs) I'm just meeting somebody last time it went bad for me I don't want to go with him just go for the food it's your choice Trust me, you will not be hurt. I will not be hurt, you promise. You will not be hurt. I'll promise you this. You will not be hurt. But I, physically or you're, you're, both? You're my witness here. Um, He will not be hurt physically. 
All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To scare me somehow? No. Where no. is? I know where Venthro is going, but <laughs> where is Venthro gonna go? And who's going gonna... with them? Are we splitting up the party? Best way for me to kill you guys. Hell yeah! But we're in the city. No. I'm not gonna kill you guys. <laughs> not yet. Um, get mugged. Winthrow will be you going might. past. <laughs> Winthrow will be going past City Hall down to the Red Scarlet. Okay. Yeah, the going with him. goes with him. I'm falling about ten feet behind. I'm very reluctant to go with him, but I'm following him. Okay. Bernard, and you're going back to Zex. Uh, yeah, he's gonna go chill a bit. Okay. Um, All right. So you guys walk for about 30 minutes and then split off at a Y in the road. It don't take Bernard. too long. You know, it's going to get cold. Uh, and I'm not heating things up for you. We will we will see what it's all about. Mm. Yes. I mean, last time we inside a riot, so I mean, it could go either way. Yeah, uh, have fun with that, you know? Um, uh, we'll I'm, try I'm to be back. By now. We'll try to be back before dinner, so... I don't know yeah. if that's going to be possible, but sure. Well, um, we'll try. Have fun. We'll see. Starts walking to Zex's house. Okay. You start walking off, disappear into the crowd of people that are still bustling around the city as you three split off and go like there's a Y in the road. Bernard went right. You guys took a left, and then you walked a little more ways, and then a smaller road appeared on your right, and Venthro took the right. You guys are walking, and you see these four fairly beautiful, like, almost old Victorian-style buildings. The first two that are would be on, I guess, to the north of you. So there's a circle and a big courtyard. In the middle of that courtyard is a beautiful, ornate fountain, very large fountain. And around it is a ring of palm trees. And then on the outside of that is like a walking path that you guys are on. Now, on the outside of the walking path, there are two buildings adjacent from each other. So you have two right and left. And then across the... Um, courtyard, there are another two. Um, the ones that are closest to you, that are like closest to the entrance, are three story buildings, and the ones farther away are only two story buildings. You can hear the sounds of music, females and males laughing. As you get closer, you can see people sitting around the fountain. There's like a male with this really not heavily dressed female in these white almost see-through like robes and he she's like sitting on their his lap and he's got his arm around him he's clearly drunk they're laughing they're like sitting on the edge of the fountain you see a few of like more groups of females and males even a couple ma like two males together and two females together sitting around the fountain the doors to all four buildings are open and there's like these red cloth ribbons kind of tied to all like the columns and at certain angles of the building. So when wind blows, each all the buildings have like this nice red like cloth flowing off of them. What would you guys like to do? 
I would like oh. to grab uh, Vinthro by his collar and yank him back towards me. Uh -huh. so my head is now at ear height, and I'm like, you start a fight here. So you're on your own. You know I'm not planning on fighting, but do watch your bullets while we're here. As you say that, why doesn't everybody give me a perception check? Besides Bernard, obviously. Fuck. <laughs> That's a 16. Oh. As Kronos is talking about starting a fight, you can kind of look around and see that uh, people aren't probably getting in fights here. This is more of a place of pleasure. Not it's saying that a fight can't word. happen. Just saying that... But it seems unlikely. Yes, yeah. very unlikely. People are it's coming here to have a good time. It's a different um, kind of F word, not fight. Yeah. Oops, that's not the right <laughs> one. Flirt. Well, Kronos, to be honest, uh, yes. I think this, uh, this concern of yours is not very well founded. It seems unlikely that something bad goes down here, like... Still holding on to his... Well... Button. Yeah, but he in situations like this, if we let him go, it's like a fox Honest? among rats. It's like you just let him loose and then he just terrorizes everybody and then we're left to pick up the pieces. Well to be fair, That's I didn't plan it... on going here alone. So I do not plan on starting <clears throat> any fights. Could you let okay. go of my collar now, okay. please? Let go of his collar. People are watching, staring actually. Yeah, and you do <laughs> all look around, and a few people have like stopped, like and like what? Guys, chill. <laughs> Place a pleasure, all right. And then they go back to what they were doing. Now, I would like you. I would like to welcome you to the Red Scarlets. Ah, uh, yes, the Red Scarlet. The Red Scarlet is a, well, there's no better way to say it, but Udesh is uh, one of their finest brothels, Adult I guess. Some people wouldn't ever think of brothel as being classy, but this is a very classy place. People don't really look at the women and males that work here as, like, think of what you would think as a prostitute to an escort, I guess, is the best way I could describe it. It's kind of a profession people almost look up to because a lot of people of Baja Set and around Dash look at the people that would work in a place like this, if it is a classy establishment like this, as a place to help people. People that are sad, well, you can come here and spend time even just talking to a female or a male. Um, or a race that you're attracted to. It's not just humans, obviously. You guys do see elves. You see lizard folk. You see tabaxi. Every kind of race really works here. So it's not just humans. But the thing is, I guess it's up to you how you want to look at this place. But in the modern times that you guys live in, it's not unfamiliar to see a place like this in a big city and especially such a classy one now the red scarlet is well known through the city and is the main brothel that you can come to of course there are more back alley ones and those people that work at those would kind of be looked down upon so 
So if your pockets are, are like, uh, they're not like objects to be used. Yes. More artists in a profession. Yeah. Yes. Looking around, you guys do see like very large. Like there's a few like male humans that are like as big as you. Kronos and probably could throw you around pretty easily that are just standing watching to make sure if like you actually do see a guy getting a little too drunk and a little too handsy and the female starting not to enjoy it and he gets picked up and thrown out of like this was happening around like the um the center of the courtyard since you guys haven't gone into a building so you right instantly can tell that like these the men and female that work at the this establishment are not to be treated as objects yeah well i imagine it to be like the passiflora in novigrad of the witcher 3 something like that mm -hmm. yeah very similar right so with that little background on it i would like to go into the first house on the right or left i mean Okay. The, the three-story one? Yes. All right. Yeah, so there is a nice, like, clay. A bunch of the houses here are made out of, like, hard clay because that is, it, they live in the desert. That's just, they can make sand and stuff. I don't know if that's actually how you make clay, but that's what I'm saying it is. <laughs> so it's like a wall with an archway that you can walk through. And then it's a small courtyard with like about five tables and there's people there sitting there drinking. There is a female elf sitting on the steps playing a lute. As soon as you walk in, the colors you see are reds, purples, and greens. The material of the couches and rugs are all this very rich red, greens, and purples. That's the reason why I like this place. <laughs> Nice, nice establishment. Um, as you walk in, are you two going with them, with him, Ventro and Kronos? Okay, you all yep. walk into this. Valendrian and Kronos. Oh, Valendrian. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you walk into like a large, uh, like hall, right? There's a few steps down, about three steps down to a little not lower level but just in the middle of the room there's this descent that you step down and there's this large rectangular fireplace think of like the fireplace in the uh castle of right white run in skyrim like that really long rectangular big fireplace and there's a fire going because it is starting to get a little chilly even though during the day here it was pretty hot at the back wall there's like a very long counter and it kind of acts as a what you guys could make out as like a bar and where you could pay for services yes i will walk up to the bar all right behind the bar is a very pretty looking half elf with black hair and green eyes would she... i know her name since i've been here before um roll me a history check that is a 12 12 uh you might remember seeing her maybe she just started here when you were here last because it was Perfect. fairly long ago um yeah, don't well. know her by name and she greets you uh with a warm smile says ah oh, good evening and welcome to the red scarlet how can we help you a glass of red wine first all right. of all and is 
I'm pretty sure you set the main uh, the the uh, the girl that's uh, running the place was Scarlet, right? What's um, name Scarlet? Her name is. Or was it the? It's actually um, you would know this. Uh, it's Amika. Amika. Okay. Amika Scarlet. So yes, yes and no, but yeah, she typically goes by Amika. Okay. A M E C A. Um. Yes, she is. Um, she is up in her office right now. Is she expecting Can... you? No. Can you send her a message for me that Winthrow Yithrow Bransbrook of Melt is in town? Actually, is right here and would like to speak with her. All right. No space palms behind him, like Sunday. Uh, yes. Before I uh, do that, um, she kind of like leans around to see you two. Can I get you gentlemen anything? Talking to Valendrian and Kronos. A glass of white wine for me, please. Okay. Kronos uh, has just got his hand in front of his face. After face, yeah, he doesn't up, drink. And he's like, okay. just looking around, just like. I didn't want to be rude. So uh, she pours the two glasses of wine and then hurries off. Yeah, as you, why don't you give me a perception check, Kronos, as you're looking around? Yeah, he just needs a solid chair, nothing more, actually. Yeah, there's tables and couches throughout this whole area. So if you guys want. Six. <laughs> yeah, you just. Uh... Yeah, you see kind of what I described outside. Just um, none of the females or males that are working here are nude, um, but lots of skin is showing. I mean, more skin than clothing, but nobody is fully nude. And it just looks like everybody's having a good time. But Cronus is just kind of like reeling, taken back by being asked if he would like a drink. But his female look at that like, did, did you just ask that? Like, like what? All right. Just so, wanted to be polite, I guess. As you guys wait for Amika to come to the table, let's have the camera pan over to Bernard. We're walking back to Zax's house. Pretty crowded streets. Why don't you give me a perception roll? That is an 18 minus 2, I believe. So 16. Yes, too. Great. Good to know you're the perceptive one. Uh, I am very focused. <laughs> but hey, 16 is pretty good. Uh, you get the feeling that you're being followed. You look behind over your shoulder, but you just see a crowd of people. You continue for another 10, 15 minutes, and you pass by like there's two shops that are very close to each other, but there is an alleyway huh. where there's a few boxes and barrels kind of stacked. And yeah, you... um, could it... oh, yeah. could I use like um, I don't I don't know how crowded it is. I think I skipped that. Um, could I just kind of use the crowd to sort of disappear in and try to hide behind the boxes? Behind the boxes, like what I was describing, you see, uh, you saw like how do I want to describe this? With a sixteen, you see a what you can tell is a female, and these like bluish robes that has this red hood and like um, 
So she's got a red hood, the rest of it's blue, and it does have red accents. Her face is covered from the nose down, so you only can see like her eyes, and you see a blonde braided, a uh, single braided to the side, like her hair, and it comes right like to the middle of her chest. And as you like are trying to dart to hide where this alleyway is, she sees you guys make eye contact. She spins around and takes off running. Uh, so just to clarify, um, the, the, the feeling of being followed was from behind or? Yeah, well, not necessarily behind. With a 16, you don't know. You just felt like somebody might have been following you. And, and then it, you, when it you went like to go. Her. Uh, roll an inside check. We'll see. Sure, sure. You got it. Um, so that's seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not sure. Maybe maybe she was maybe she wasn't you do find it odd that as soon as you like because you didn't really know she was there until you guys were like not right in front of each other but kind of about 15 feet away and she turned and bolted i'm not gonna follow her okay but um would would i know sort of where to find in this town like wanted posters or like a uh, guard yeah Station yeah um in a town this big uh not town a city this big there's multiple like there's the main like station we'll call it i don't want to <laughs> really call them police uh, guards like a guard yeah, guard station like a barracks practically like a main big it's a really big building and then there's smaller outposts throughout the whole city like guard stations um <laughs> so it there could be, we'll say, uh, you continue walking for a little bit and you'd pass one. Right, and um, typically the wanted posters would be like on the outside behind like maybe a panel of like um, like uh, reinforced glass so nobody can just like break them and rip them out. Yeah. Um, but they would be on display on the outside of the building. Right. He's going to stop outside okay. and take a look around if he can see anyone suspicious uh no just that that female with that 16 right. was that that female you noticed she, she, and i can't see her anymore all right no she um, it, like the alleyway went back like 20 feet and then turned right and left and she bolted left okay and you didn't so, choose to follow her so you don't obviously know bernard sort of decided to you know look this up and he okay. would like to look these wanted posters and you know all these um perhaps public notices okay. from the guard and try to find um, anything about gray capes. So how much, how hunted they are in this region. Okay. Uh, and if I can, you know, notice any similar familiar faces. Faces, these, yeah. Uh, like red hooded, capes. Yeah. Like okay. Um, let's see. So you see a, a notice for a dead body being found near the um, near the oh my god my mind just went blank near the air docks uh, for the airships Uh, it describes the man being dark skinned with a red scarf Uh, he was um, armed and in like this kind of darkish reddish leather (laughs) armor uh, which you instantly yeah. know is 
the man you guys uh, killed and disposed of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. You, <laughs> you also see, and like under it says, any information, please report to the local guard, your local guard station. Um, next to it are a few wanted posters, but none of them are for like, uh, none of them are for anybody like with red cokes or you don't see like a fe- like a female hooded figure on there or anything just looks like local bounties nothing more mm, what about the gray capes so like how uh nothing about the gray capes yeah actually um just another question mm-hmm. uh, politically speaking how much influence does the republic have down here because i assume it's not is it like the whole new dish yes so since the war was lost, the mm-hmm. Grey Capes, you guys, when you guys were a part of the Grey Capes, they kind of controlled the northern part of Udesh. And the Republican army re- controlled all of the southern part. And you guys are in the south. So, yes, this okay. is very heavily um, practically. So you guys haven't been here, but the Noble District, that is going to be like all Republican um official like members like big head members uh (laughs) since this is the biggest city in the south their main operation would have been operated out of bahaset all right uh because yeah like bernard's first instinct is that he's being you know followed because of that uh so just not really finding anything specific to further his you know investigation he's just gonna Try to as stealthily get to Zex's house without being followed, you know. Okay. So just hide there. I'll wait for the party. Yeah. Uh, why don't you go ahead and roll a stealth check? And this is more to like kind of blend with the crowd and not yep. being like sneaky. That is a <laughs> four plus three, seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you try to like blend with the crowd, but uh, yeah, you just don't do a great job. But um you you know as you're going you're looking over your shoulders you don't see that female anymore so you walk for about an hour total um to get back to zex's house you arrive and zex's house so the residential area is blocked off by small castles like city walls i should say and then there's these big two gates like guard towers there is no gate i'm sorry two guard towers and then you walk through them and then you have entered into the residential area. This is primary where like I'd say 70% of the population of Bahaset lives. I wouldn't I would say any middle class there might be like Zex would be able to afford to live in the noble district but she doesn't like the people that live there so she wanted to live in the residential. So there are people like Zex that have wealth that live down here but it's not um there's not too many of them uh and this is practically all of middle and lower class uh civilians that live here so it's there's nice parts and then there's not nice parts of the residential area and when you first walk past the towers you are uh greeted with a small cliffside off to your i guess i would be to your right and there is a group of houses that kind of sit along it. And Zex's house is one of the first houses that sit along it. 
you start making your way and once you arrive you see a you see zex at the door speaking with somebody it is a female with long blonde hair she's wearing blue robes um not to be mixed up with the female you just saw there is you don't see any red on this robe at least from what you can notice as you get closer you start to hear their conversation and it's not necessarily a pleasant one you get from as you're walking up that they work together so this this blonde female works at the museum so as you walk closer i'm telling you zex this is too dangerous i know danger doesn't scare you but you need to leave this one alone zex replies back why are you being so defensive about us going to and trying to find the city you love this kind of stuff just as much as i do i don't know why you're always so eager to even go with us i just have a bad feeling about this sex and this is like when you start coming up and the blonde who is a half elf female uh, she has these big blue eyes really pointy elven features she stands just about as tall as Zex, about 5'10", um, 5'9", so fairly a little taller of a female. Um, and she abruptly stops and says, oh, it looks like uh, your guests are here, so I'll leave you be. As she's walking past, give me a uh, perception check, please. Zero. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, you notice that she is not happy with his ex trying to find the city, and that's really it with a zero. I, um, I, I think I'm right in saying that's the first zero we've no, had no. ever. No, Primo's also had, Primo's had a zero before. Oh, oh my sorry. god. And I've had a minus okay. one as well. I'm not so oh sure. Oh my but... god. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so... Um, with that, and yeah, uh, where you just said it like zero, <laughs> hopeful. There was hope in that zero. I mean, it's there not a natural one, you know. Yeah, yeah. I oh guess I guess it could be no, considered better than a natural one. I'm not sure. Either way, so as she walks by, um, Zach says, "Oh, uh, Bernard." Um, she looks around. Is it just you? Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Um. Winthrop wanted to check something. I didn't want to. There, there was something in his eyes. I didn't just. Sometimes it's better to leave him go on his yeah. own. All right. Uh, All right. Will they be joining us for dinner later? I mean, it's not ready yet, but. I, I, I don't think so, but it's, uh, they can oh, eat it cold. That's uh, that's a bummer. Uh has <laughs> that? been going that... uh he's been cooking all day well i'll be a little upset but that's okay um come on in and as you go in and she shuts the door the camera pans back out to uh the other three um after a while you guys are sitting there enjoying your wine and there is this big curved long staircase that is across the room from you guys and Vinthro, you see amika walk out she is wearing a very long kind of it's got you all notice when she eventually will get closer that it's got some sort of magical abilities and it looks like almost star shooting stars will go across her dress every very subtly every now and then so it's all black 
the whole back is exposed and she has this her whole back is tattooed and it is of a dragon um, and the dragon kind of starts <laughs> like you can tell that the dress is so it's fully opened in the back and it like curves around right above her the lower part of her waist and you can tell that the tail starts maybe somewhere on the left side of her thigh maybe her butt cheek and comes up on her back and then the head kind of comes up and the last part of like the head stops right on her right shoulder so it kind of spreads across her whole back um she's wearing these or like really fancy high heels i don't know sorry to any female that is watching this or listening to this because <laughs> i don't know women's clothing very well just really nice high heels and she's got incredibly incredibly long hair that is done up in like multiple braids and her like bangs are like kind of hanging down on the side very very attractive human um she walks up to your guys's table sits down she's holding a glass of wine you can give me that perception or uh arcana, arcana check on the dress with the night or 24 oh jesus okay um <laughs> this <laughs> is a very kind of rare material that is typically made from a very magical animals for and mm -hmm. it's typically known as nyx fleece mm -hmm. and it just has magical properties and every animal has a different um look to it so whatever animal this skin this dress was made from the material that was in like in weaved with the clothing it's not like animal skin it would be like a component from that animal. Maybe like the fur was enweaved somehow or something along those lines where they used like the shavings of its fucking claws or something. Something along the lines. It's a component from a very magical animal that is embowed into, you know this, it can be into stat it, weapons, staffs, clothing, armor, mm -hmm. really anything to give it some sort of magical effect like seeing a shooting star to go across the dress right and she um leans down and like would you stand up if she or uh, like when she walks up then throw yes i would okay. stand up and bow and as she as you like as she's like oh no need to bow and she like gives you like you know how like french people kiss each other on the side of the cheeks yes. yeah she does that <laughs> And uh, she sits down at the table and says, this is an unexpected visit. I was not expecting you to. Uh... Well, well, honestly, I wasn't ever expecting to see you again. Yeah, about that. I'm sorry. However, okay. When I, since I was in Bahaset, I did not plan on coming here, but plans changed. I came to see my favorite person in the entire city. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> it sounds... <laughs> kind of chokes at his wine for a moment. You flatter me. But, uh... Sounds like you want something from me more than anything. And she smiles, like... Yes. And her smile is very, like... Think of a really hot, evil character. Smiling. <laughs> Whoever you want yeah. to imagine, a hot, evil female smile... That is how her smile is. She seems it, very chaotic. Just take Ada Wong from uh, Resident Evil. 
There you go. <laughs> um, we have a problem. Well, okay, my group and I have a problem. We met with some guys, and I'm sure you and your girls, or uh, males, know about this group. Mm. And she, like, adjusts herself and then put, crosses her leg and takes a sip of her wine. And what group would this be? It is a group that is all dressed in red robes. Well, most of them are dressed in red robe. And wear white masks. Uh, when you say red robes and white masks, everybody give me an insight check. Except Bernard, obviously. Because <laughs> it'd probably be easier. That is a six. Six. Fourteen. Fourteen. I got a six as well. <laughs> so fourteen. No, wait, no, I did not. I did not. I got. You have a twelve. 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 Sixteen's uh, oh, wow. gonna do it. She, you can physically see her like change her demeanor, and she says, "I don't know what you're talking about." Well, I have never heard of. Um, men in red robes with white masks. Witcher, Belendrian, I should call you. Mm. You know she's lying. Right. Well, the reason why I'm asking is because they want to kidnap one of my, uh, one in my group. Hmm. Well, that's terrible. I'm sorry to hear <sighs> that. Yeah, and I know you have the best information about well everything that's going on in Bahaset, and they were coming to Bahaset. Well, that is very true. We do. Um, I definitely can let some of my trusted workers uh, inform them about this, and if any of them come in, I will. You'll be the first one to know and again Valendrian when she says I'll let you know like you'll be the first to know she's lying again mm. you're a, you two are friends right well mm. acquaintance I would say acquaintances yes acquaintances uh... yes she takes another sip of her wine and still with a 16 you can kind of see that she's slightly shaking her hand not the one with the wine in it but the one she's kind of keeping on her lap um you can tell yeah i you don't know if she's lying because she's like aligned with them or if she's lying because she's scared of them 16 yeah we have we recently had a clash with these guys uh on our way here to bahaset via airship um they suddenly appeared and attacked us, and uh, it was a bloody mess, but it was them or us. Well, yes, of course. Well, I'm glad you guys made it on top. You know she's not lying when she said that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, we're not super close, Finthro, but if anything ever happened to you, I would, would be a sad day to have such one's talent be lost. And I have I to say the same to you. Thank you, Kronos. Um I don't mean to offend here, but do be careful. 
I don't want anything to happen to this place. I know you're great information gatherers, but do be careful around them. I will do my best. It would be a shame if uh, a person would have some information about them. But in order to care for us, people uh, would wisely so not share it. What are you getting at, uh, Valendrian? Well, you see, my workers aren't just workers. They're my family. I take in people that aren't wanted other places. So I will protect my people by any means necessary. And she like looks at you dead in the eyes, Valendrian. Again, you know, with she's not lying when she's saying that, but you don't, it's, and even with a 16, you know, that's not like threatening or mm. anything against you guys. You just are starting to realize this girl will, she, yeah, this is her family. This is her life. This is, she's, you've kind of, again, with the 16. And yeah, who kinda, says, like, we, we had a clash with them now. We are now in the city. Who knows who else might uh, have some difficulties with these. Exactly. Uh, with these, yeah. And uh, it would be good to protect one another with that. Yes, it would. But unfortunately, again, you know she's about to lie again. I just don't have any information on these uh, red cloaked members well, you speak of. I'm sorry. Um, I would. Um, uh oh. <laughs> oh no. Based out. I want to try uh hmm, how do I do this? I go first while you're deciding. Yeah, sure. So on the table in front of us there is um everyone around the table is currently drinking. Kronos is uh flipping bar mats <laughs> on the table because <laughs> He's got nothing to do. He's just like oh. he's just he's just looking around, like just like scanning the area around. Like so, his height. He's obviously he sits a bit taller than everybody else at the table. Mm -hmm. And he's sort of just like as he flips and he's like gathers them all back up into like a pile to flip them again. He's looking over his left shoulder and like scanning the horizon and like okay. uh, the balcony. Yeah, like there's a big balcony that goes around the whole um, top, like where the stairs lead to. I'll give you one more perception check. Nice. Since you aren't really in this conversation. 13. Uh, with 13, yeah, you... Um, you see kind of what I've already described. You... God, I want to give you guys something so bad, but I can't with the 13. Um, you kind of get that sense when you were earlier in the day and you're at the outside of the bakery and you were scanning around, you're kind of doing the yep. same thing in the window shut. You kind of have the same experience this time. It's you see someone that was like leaning on the balcony. You can't, again, with the 13, you can't really make out like details that much uh, that are wearing robes that aren't red, like the same shade of red. Red robes, not the same shade of shade of the other, like the, the people that attacked you, yeah, yeah. not the same. 
but they spin around kind of abruptly and walk away from the balcony so you can't see them anymore. Not... I shouldn't say abruptly. It just seems very coincidental. Almost like the window. Well, Kronos will be looking up there, still fitting with the bar mats. Okay. And they get, like, locked in position. His eyes squint a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he just lets out... Can your eyes squint a little bit? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Maybe? I, uh, for the... Sure, you have eyelids. Yeah, sure. No, no not eyelids. Sort of. Okay, so... <laughs> You can squint without eyelids. If a warforge zooms squint. in a little bit, yeah, yeah like, like the, the, the like camera shutters, like, yeah, like, yeah, like a camera, yeah. Gets yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. He's like, yeah. and he just lets out. Just looking up there, not involved in the conversation, just lets out a. Huh? It's not like one of them ended up dead somewhere, is it? And then he goes back to looking down, but he keeps glancing back up to the bar while he's flipping the bar mats, like okay. the. Uh, he keeps looking up at the uh, at the railing. Balcony, yeah. Yeah, and then just keeps scanning around and just oh, trying to see. Worry about him. He's nervous around ladies. Mm. I didn't know where Forged like had that. I don't know. I've actually never met Warforged before. Interesting. Witcher, uh, what did you want to do? Um. Yeah, I I had one idea, but that would not work. I okay. would like to ask. Uh, Sorry, is there a restroom nearby here? Oh, of course. Uh, right down that hall. And she points like to the left of your guys' table and you see a little hallway. Go back. Thank and... you. And I'll you stand up and... with you. No. What? Kronos just <laughs> stops and looks over and goes, I'm not holding it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going towards the restroom. Uh, okay. Get, get into a cabin. And I want to... Uh, from my from my uh, backpack or satchel, whatever I might have, uh, mm -hmm. pull for the little piece of parchment and write down uh, a note, a small note, which basically says like, uh, we're currently, uh, I'd like to write the address of where we are currently residing. And uh, like- um, Wait a minute. With the, with the, what's with the wording? Um, if we can help each other on the matter we discussed, uh, meet it's us at back. that address where we're currently residing. Yeah. Okay. I'd like um, to write that down on okay. the parchment. While sure. he's writing this down, and he's literally just about to go to the bathroom, Kronos is going to stand up and say, would you two like another drink? I can't drink, but I can definitely bring them to you. Uh, I am retiring for the night. I have some business I need to take care of. It was so gracious to see you again. And uh, Likewise. please come back. Let's have a drink and catch up. But unfortunately, I do have some things to attend to. And you both I will you. definitely be back. Okay. I hope so. And she does the whole like kiss <laughs> on the cheek again and turns and goes back up to this, the stairs that she descended from. Uh... She's gone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah. My plan actually was to write the notice for her, to cast invisibility on it, and then like shake her hand uh, with the note okay. in it, yeah, and yeah. then give her that note while oh, it was invisible for her to take up. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Can always do that. As, as I'll say this: as you're coming out, 
Um, she's like not up the stairs yet. She's like starting to get to the stairs. So if you want oh, to yeah, rush uh, over to her. Uh, yeah, really I'd like, like to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd like yeah, to go really... to her. Uh, oh, thank you, Miss uh, oh. Lady Scarlet. Uh, you have a very nice establishment here. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your uh, hospitality. And he like holds out his hand to her. Uh, the notice is the notice like inside yeah. it, and she, she takes the hand and he presses it. Yeah, uh, okay. He presses it in a way so that she, he, feel she feels it. it. Yeah, okay. She feels it and shakes it and. We'll, we'll come back for sure. And then, she like leans go. in and like kisses you on the side of the cheek, kind of like she did with the Lindrian dish to look. That's what she does. You're just getting that. She says, uh, she whispers in your ear to be careful. Yes. And then leaves, like not leaves, but goes up the stairs and with the note in her. You can tell she took the note. Yes. Yeah. You can tell. She <laughs> took the note. Nice. Um, okay. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to do here? Or do you want to head to Zex's no. house? I'm going to sit back down real quick. Um, before this is decided, and I see uh, Valendrin at the bottom of the stairs as she's walking up. Um, Vinthro is still sat next to me. And I sit down and I'm just like, Hmm. So, uh, I could be getting paranoid. I, you're I always could be paranoid. paranoid. Oh, you've you've always been paranoid. Yeah. Do you remember yes. when we was in the market earlier? Yeah. And it felt like something was off. Like someone was there and us, right? And then back when we, uh met Bernard's friend. I I don't keep names. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Back when we met Bernard's friend. Um, again, I thought I heard someone listening in to at the door, and yeah, it was her assistant with the drinks, and she turned around, and it just seemed shady. So. While I was here, you guys were having your conversation. I didn't really keep tabs on the conversation. I'm not going to lie. Um, I was just doing my thing. And uh, yeah, I was just looking around, admiring the decor. Um, what are you now, getting at? I, mm, I can't say for certain. Okay. I have no description. I have, I have nothing really. I just have a feeling that what was watching us before is watching us again. He just paranoid. Where's Valentin? Uh, we need to leave. Yeah, you say paranoid. I kind of want to get back to Bernard because I'm not. I mean, he should be at Zach's house now. There's nothing bad gonna happen at at the place. Oh no, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that, but he's a very small man in a very big city. He's already at the building, I assume. Just you're just too paranoid. Just try to relax a little bit. I brought you to this. Well, to be fair, I did kind of want you to get here to just like ease down a little bit. I think you both know. I don't really ease down. No. I will I will say one thing now though. Okay. 
and this time this time it's directed sort of at you but more towards how you feel about me being paranoid mm -hmm. um, so I've said this a couple of times and there's cause for alarms every time I say it but I hate to say I told you so but that's gonna come up a couple of times and this time I didn't get into a first. fight no not about the fight it's like I have a feeling you shut me down something happens I was right it's like it seems well, to be nothing is gonna good. happen in here I'm not, I mean I'm not saying here I'm just saying I have oh, yeah, a feeling yeah. that things are gonna go soft we need to work and... you need to work on some stuff Kronos I yeah I will <laughs> I will stand up from the table and just walk over to Valendrian. Yeah. Um, you guys, yeah, you finish up your business and then uh, start making your way back to Zex's house. Yes. All right. So um, it takes you about 30 minutes to get there. And kind of as I described... Uh, the first time when you walk into the residential area, you take your first right, and it's one of the first houses on uh, on the cliffside. Knock on the door. Knock, knock, knock. Ah, my friends, my new friends. Welcome, welcome. Come in, come in. And he, like, starts pulling you guys in and pushing you in and stuff like that. What's the cloth? What's the cloth? <laughs> okay, okay, I'll watch cloth. I'll watch cloth. I'm right at the back of the pack, and I'm like, I'll get the door. And as I start closing the door, I'm like looking outside to see if anybody followed us. Give me a perception check. Seven. See a lot of people, but everybody's going about their business, trying to get home for the day. At this point, it's about, you guys made it to the Scarlet around like five. Um, so it'd probably be about seven o'clock now. Early evening. Everybody's get, trying to get home for dinner and stuff. It's right around dinner time. The sun's um, starting to set. You know, the sky's got the pretty oranges and pinks and purples in it. And you uh, arrive into Zex's house. And since I didn't want to describe this place two times, so... <laughs> um, Bernard, you are sitting in the uh, like the dining room with sex, waiting uh, for dinner to be ready. As you guys arrive in, you get hit with just this awesome smell of just smoked pork coming from the kitchen. All these different spices and aromas are floating throughout the house from this personal chef that has been cooking all day for this dinner that sex is arranged for you guys as kind of like a welcome to Baja set and thank you for coming uh, dinner. You guys, when you first enter, it's a big circular room with two curved staircases, one on the right, one on the left that lead up to a balcony that goes farther into the second floor of the house. In the middle is a very nice round circular table that has like a uh, couple flowers in a vase and then a hallway that leads uh, between the stairs and print of brutes uh leads you into the dining room and it's a very nice uh room with lots of big tall windows probably windows that are like probably about 12 feet tall have like curves at the top and zex looks up says ah you made it before dinner great i was 
Orgog has been working all day and he would be heartbroken if you guys couldn't make for this meal. Uh, he's even got something prepared for uh, you, Kronos. Um, so that should be interesting too. So, uh, <laughs> wait a minute, Kronos guys... eating? I have to see this now. Well, it's not food, obviously, but it's huh. he's heard of like substance to like for Warforged. I don't know. It's he's an an incredible cook. I don't know how he does it. It's it's crazy. Um, please sit, sit. Um, Print of Boots speaks up and says, "Oh, would you guys like any liquor, alcohol, wine, Ale? wine, please, wine drinker like myself for you, Mister oh, Elfie Boy? Of course, wine drinker. Uh, liquor or schnapps, perhaps. Schnapps. Yes. Okay, okay. Uh, Warfords don't drink, so." Not to be rude, but I'm not yeah. going to ask you, Big Metal Man. And he, like, kind of hurries off into another, like, um, cut sorry, swinging the, door. Well, you got, yes, you got he, citrus ale? He pokes his head back out from the door he just went through. Uh, I do not know. But I can try. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>, do that. <laughs> he, like, zips away in, like, cartoon fashion and uh, comes back later with everybody's drinks and sits down. He, like... And this table is pretty big, probably sit about eight people. He sits at like the opposite head and like throws up his feet onto the table and is like, like, dude, come on. I've told you so many times. Oh, sorry. I thought maybe since we had guests, rules would change. No, rules do not change just because we have <laughs> guests over printed boots. Jesus. Okay. And he puts his feet <laughs> down. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Zex just speaks up and says, oh, did you guys get everything you needed to get done on the way out here? Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Well, welcome uh, to Kronos my Kronos is a little bit paranoid. Uh, well, he thinks every, I mean, he thinks we're getting followed all everywhere. Oh, I got followed, by the way. What? Well, <laughs> uh, do you remember I told you so? I, um, I, told I you. almost forgot to, about it. To be honest, I'm getting the same impression by now. Uh, your lady clearly seemed to be afraid. Of something and not free to talk. She's not Though, afraid of uh, anything, but she Vintra, probably is. I doubt, I doubt like, that. Time, um, it's not your groupies following you. Okay. This is an actual thing. People are following us, trying to get hold of something, and I'm not sure what. I think it's not um, of yours that you design. It's not nothing like that. You don't need to like make them a song or like, you know, your next performance needs to be like contributed to them in their memory or something like that. <laughs> this is actually ha this is happening, okay? Get out of your little la-la land brain. <laughs> well, first of all, I told you you're so. all paranoid. Second of all, if we are being followed, which you guys are saying we are, nothing's going to happen in the city unless it's dark and you walk outside alone. Thing is, um... Under majority ruling, paranoia comes from a derived term of, yeah, it's probably actually happening if everyone else thinks the same. It's you that's in denial, we are my here, friend. We are here to enjoy the evening. Well, I'm beginning to enjoy myself less and less in Bahasset, <sighs> to be honest. Um, it's a big city. Nothing's going to happen unless you walk outside in the I night. Think, I think whoever these guys are, they are some kind of organization that have eyes and ears all over Bahaset and beyond. Your mistress clearly was 
afraid. I got the impression that she was lying most of the time when she was talking to us, but not because she's aligned with them, but because she's afraid herself. And uh, when I got to the restroom, I wrote a note uh, to her and made it invisible and gave her when I shook her hand. You went behind my back at an information or at an informant I brought you to. Yes, thank you for that. Great, great, great. <laughs> and uh, she got the notice and she, as we were, you, you know, exchanging cheeks, um, she was like, be careful, she whispered to me. So really, um, we are in danger, whether we know well, it or not. Well, it's nothing we can't handle like on the airship. They didn't even touch us. Did, did we apart from burning. Because, like, from what I recall, um, I mean, as Bernard mentioned to me earlier, um, one of them was alive and I threw them off the ship. Yeah, that was because you didn't understand I, how alive is. I would say uh, that would be considered handle, handling it, Zach says. Yeah, like I said. It's nothing we can't handle. Now, to get on to business. Yes, let's do that. I was a little vague and brief because I'm not too sure where it's safe to talk about this. So that is why I've invited you all to my home. Now, like I mentioned earlier, on my last dig, I found this ancient map. And she pulls it out and rolls it out on the table. And you guys can tell this map is old she had it in like a nice carrying case and she's very delicate when she touches it the story of the lost city of nekamu for those who don't know it the fairy tale goes like this thousands of years ago an ancient ruler ruled over the land of udesh he ruled over all of udesh and was said to be branching out to the other countries, continents, and kingdoms. One of the first to ever do so. And so it is said that the ruler became greed, took over, power hungry, lust, all of it took over the ruler. Now, the ruler is said to be an ancient pharaoh by the name of Pula Akulnes, who was not human by any means, like the story, the fairy tale kind of says. And in the fairy tale, it talks about how Pula Akulnes, when, was, when he was slain, was buried in a pyramid made of gold. This ancient tomb, a huge tomb, expanding a people say it's never ending and inside this tomb is treasures beyond your belief now i'm skeptical when it comes to fairy tales a lot of the times it says oh you'll be cursed if you take this artifact yada 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 well for the most part that's not true four thousand years ago people hardly knew about magic even so in my experience, curses, the worst thing you're going to run into are some traps. 
when exploring these tombs. Now, the research I've done on this ancient Sun T race is, well, they just kind of disappeared along with their ruler, blah, coolness. Now, everything that is written on the Sun T race, you can take with a grain of salt because of how long ago it was. People, they spoke a different language. They didn't write like we did. The common tongue was not a thing. So if this is actually true, that this, this lost city of Nekamu actually does exist, yes, we are definitely going to be running into people that are wanting to find it because of its riches. Now, I did some digging, and she pulls out another scroll that's very ancient. I found this scroll in our archives at the library, and it talks about an ancient Nagas that ruled over Udesh, roughly the same era of the Sun Ti people. I believe that this ancient Nagas was actually the ancient pharaoh Pula Akulnas, and that is what makes this dangerous. Little is known about a Nagas. Do you know what a Naga is? She looks at all of you. History everybody, check. Everybody roll a history check. You got it. Oh, 11. 12. 11. 5. I have no idea. Uh, Bernard, what'd you get? 14. 14. 14. Bernard, you have heard stories of Nagas. They are said, well, first off, not to even exist. Like they're so rare. It's one of those things like it's kind of like Bigfoot, right? <laughs> Nobody knows. Like who knows if there's an actual creature out there that would be kind of fitting for the story of Bigfoot, right? There's stories like that all centered around a Naga. They are said to be these giant, incredibly intelligent and just incredibly powerful snake-like beings. But that's really all you know. I mean, so they don't really exist, do they? Um, I'm on the I'm on the fence on it. I've found things that suggest that they do from ancient civilizations and like we'll call them cave paintings. I've found like it'd be like going into a tomb, and there's usually like they typically always express their language through art. It seems like pictures instead of actual words. Like they, everybody has a language, but we like to cut those hieroglyphs. You guys did not know. And uh, I have seen all throughout Udesh this, this hieroglyphic dedicated to this giant snake being. Um, I haven't found any actual evidence that it ever existed, but mm-hmm. I believe the two are connected. Now, the reason I say if a Naga is to live, well... Then there's a bunch of stories that center around that world could come to an end due to how powerful they are with magic curses to fall upon countries, plagues happen, all this horrible stuff. But if that is the case and we are messing with some dangerous stuff. So the fact that you guys have the feeling or have seen people following you is very likely. And yes, you probably are being followed. Or no slow turns. The wind thrown, he's just like, so I'm just ignoring him. 
is that what you talk to to the uh you know the the unhappy lady back there that was katharina she works with us and she's usually she's like she's not an archaeologist but love she sets up like all the displays at the museum right all all the um events she is in charge of and she's always so eager for us to go find new stuff to bring into the museum but for some reason she's very determined to try to convince me not to go for whatever reason but um maybe they got so, to her too did she potentially did she not say why it's dangerous like i just i'm sorry i caught a little bit of your talk yeah no it's fine um She's under the belief that something bad will come with it. If the city is real, if someone is to go there, that something bad will happen. Well, obviously, there's always danger in big sites. Like you're going into a usually catacombs or a building or something like that that's thousands of years old. Yes, of course, there's dangers in that. It could just collapse on you at any minute. You fall through an open chamber, break your legs, and then starve to death. Like there's plenty of dangers with it, so I don't know why she thinks I don't know that already. But yeah, starving to death will creep up really badly. Either way, <laughs> with that all being said, we need to start preparing to leave town before whoever these people in red cloaks are chasing you, potentially even me. I haven't had any encounters yet, like you have, but we need to try to hurry this up. So tomorrow, if you guys would help out with that there's some errands i need you guys to run we still haven't gotten the wagons to take uh from once we start traveling on foot we need those in the camels um and then also the tickets for the lightning rail to take us over to the next city over which is where we'll start on foot Necrikaha is that city so if you guys wouldn't mind tomorrow, if you guys wouldn't do that, I'm obviously going to be paying for everything. So don't worry about that. Um, I'll give you the gold in the morning. So um, if you guys wouldn't mind doing that so we can get on our way, because I don't want to get to a point where they're getting desperate enough where they would try to keep us in the city, whoever so, they may be. Let me just get this straight from what you've told us just now. This group are looking for this place. I have no idea. Maybe okay. they just want us not to find it. Okay. Maybe they, they uh, live You there. guys know more about this group <laughs> of red cloak people than we do, than I do. So. Well, I mean, personally, we, I... We, we cut this down to a very simple thing. They bleed, they die. Just like That's kind of why no, no. I brought you guys here and i'm paying for this venture and gonna be giving you a split of the share of whatever we find which is usually quite a big sum but i needed more protection because i feel like there are people that are going to try to stop us obviously they've already tried to stop you if who knows i mean maybe it could be something to deal with what happened in the war and maybe it's somebody you guys pissed off but they told us it had something to do with our halfling friend yeah, we pissed up a lot of people. So they were interested in capturing him alive for whatever reason. Which, if and that's the I'm, case, I wasn't I mean, being we, cute about you know them they living there because like we have information that they have like super old 
reagents. Yes. Like, wouldn't it make sense that they have it from there? Potentially. I'm not sure. Um, that's kind of one thing I would like to find out is you guys kind of intrigued me with that story of the alchemist in Bakada. So that's interesting in itself. So if this city does exist and is still standing or pyramid or whatever it actually is, that very could be the case that that is where they're residing, but we won't know until we get there kind of thing. And honestly, I don't know if they would actually live in a place that's 4,000 years old, unless they've been like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's still in the dark, but I would like to try to, even if the city doesn't exist, I kind of need to know. It's well, just my well uh, I'm going to cast something into the ring right now. Um, Again? Well, we have a lost city with treasures untold. We have a shady organization. We don't know where they're from. We don't know what they want, but they want a little man. And right. we are a group of people with nothing to lose. Where do I sign up? <laughs> and you just already you, signed up, buddy. Just when you say that, you hear a, like a dinner bell go off. And Zax is like, oh. Good business is over. Let's uh, let's enjoy this food, shall we? And then from the kitchen, like from the so the door that print of boots went to go get the drinks, or like swinging double doors that you'd see in like an old saloon or a kitchen. From that area, you hear, "All right, guys, dinner is served," and out comes an eight foot five, about three hundred and seventy five pound orc. Oh. Mm, the gourmet. <laughs> um, and he's carrying this big, like, full pig that's been smoking all day on a smoker. It's got an apple in its mouth. He says, all right, here we go. And he puts it down huge. Like, every time he moves, like, the house shakes. He says, there you go. All right. And then Print of Boots runs and is, like, bringing out, like, dishes and sides and it is a spread of food. I mean, like a hero's feast for sure. Like just a full big ass table full of food. And then Orgog goes back into the kitchen, comes out with like this. It's kind of like a metal, I guess a, like a metal tanker, you would call like a mug, about 32 ounces. And he sets it in front of, in front of you, Kronos. Says, uh, here you go. I don't, I've never done this before and i don't know if it'll i don't know if you can taste as a war forged or not but i've heard it's good for like your internal stuff i don't know exactly how <laughs> oh yeah i just here you go and he like pushes it towards you and it's like a it's not oil but it's kind of like oil right and it's, it's like it's like kind of like liquid type yeah yeah and uh okay. He sits down and says, well, uh, uh, well, he doesn't sit down. He actually says, um, he like stands at the edge of the table and says, well, I hope you enjoy my, uh, my cooking and uh, dig in. And he kind of does like a little bow and then goes back into the kitchen. Kronos is holding the drink in front of his face, staring at it, staring at this platter of food that is on the table for everybody. He's like... <laughs> feel like i got like don't be don't be disrespectful at least he tries all right like you're a warforged for christ's sake 
All right. This is Zach. <laughs> this is Zach talking to you. Um, yes, that uh sorry if that startled anybody. He's uh Orgog's a special orc, uh, not like your typical orc you would think. Uh, and she kind of gestures to you, Valendrian, like uh what you might have to deal with in Ostrith. He's a super lighthearted kind of guy. Just loves to cook food for people. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a cooking orc before. Yeah, he uh, actually got banished from his tribe because he was the war tribe chieftain's son that was supposed to take his spot, but they banned him because he hates to fight and hurt things. An orc who hates to fight and hurt things? That's, I don't know, it sounds, mm-hmm. it sounds weird, but hey, I guess you should never judge a race by its upbringings i don't know he's just he's a super nice light-hearted well the food orc. certainly looks good it and mm. it does like it's it's awesome i can't describe meat in his mouth already yeah and it tastes is he very you, good. you cinnamon it's it's genius <laughs> yeah you guys like when you start digging in you just you've never probably the only person that may I guess both of you may have tasted food this like good. This is something that should be like made for kings, uh, like uh, high-ranking officials and military, and like this is this would cost you probably like thirty gold out at a restaurant, which is outrageous for dinner. Obviously, it'd be like going to a restaurant and spending like a thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Or you're saying he's coming with us, right? Uh, yes, he is. But Good. again, he's not really a fighter. Not, it's fine. But he, as long as the food yeah, is- he always comes along. He's it's funny. He's so shy and like timid about going on adventures, but he has to go on them with us because he Just, wants um, to make sure we eat good and like stay healthy. And there is there is one last matter. Um, personally, I think only. The five of us in this room now can fully trust each other. Um, I don't trust ha- Metal Man, but I've never trusted. Do you? Uh, I don't trust his drink. Do you trust your cook to accompany us? Absolutely. He's been right. with us for seven years now. Printer Boots speaks up. Right, then, uh, actually, uh, seven and a half and five days. All right, then that's. It. I really so, hate that guy. So hey, we're that six. Is rude. Just, just need to think about it. Um, these, uh, this organization um, already wanted to um, prevent you from doing something by uh, going over your assistant. You know, people who are in your personal when, surroundings. When did uh, when when did you think my assistant has to do with anything? Well, she was, didn't you say she was, uh, at first she was eager to go on a quest like that and then not? Oh, no, no, no. That was Katharina. That's, that's her, like our event coordinator. That's not my assistant. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I, 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 I don't, thought... that's okay. Um, no, I don't, I don't know. I just water. think she's, I just think she's, I don't know what's no? wrong with her. Maybe it's, I'm not going to say that's not a possibility, but. I can definitely she trust you guys drinks back in the office. That, that was, was the assistant. Assistant. that was the assistant. Yeah, um, she's weird. I don't like her. She 
the I mean, Orgog and Print of Boots of they're my best friends. Orgog's more of like a child than my child than anything. Um, it's they've lived with me for so long. We've been through hell and back together. They're not to be worried about. All right. So that's our adventuring circle, so to say. Yes. And yes. we now need to, sorry could, to cut a bit back to business, but that's important, I think. We should assume now that this organization is watching our every step and every move and hears every word we say out of a room like this. They will surely see that we are doing preparations for a, for a journey and they will interfere in some way, I think, before we leave. So I think we should all always go into in pairs, like Bernard. Even yes. uh, but are you, you not allowed to be alone? You you were walking back alone was a mistake on our part. I should have thought of not letting you wander the streets alone. You know, uh, because you are clearly not that you cannot defend yourself, but you are important to them. That's what we know for sure so far. So. No, just some matters of precaution so no one gets stabbed alone in an alleyway by some of these thugs. Yes, I while think that is a great idea. While this conversation is going on, um, Kronos is slowly like hopping his chair slowly towards Bernard. Just slowly hopping his chair, just <laughs> get a bit closer, like looking at everyone's like, like making noises like, hmm, as he moves his chair because it just makes a... Like yeah. with like a chair dragging noise <laughs> as he does so towards but I was like ah, as he's doing so he's just like looking around it's like what's that what's that everybody stops and stares at you and print of boots is you aren't very intelligent metal man are you you seem very and he comes over and taps your head with one of his claws stupid yes and then sits back down and starts drinking no I wouldn't say that. Oh, well, it just works differently than us. I guess. My so. name's Kronos, not stupid. Hey, I called you Metal Man. Like me? You said I was stupid. That's my way. I did. I, I also did call you stupid. Yes. So perceptive, but not very smart. Okay, I got this. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. I think I'm understanding you. I, you know what, Metal yeah, Man? We I like you. each other. Yeah. I, I like you. I like See? you, Metal Man. Oh, man. This guy it gets it. This will be a fun adventure with new friends. New friends. And he puts his like paws together and <laughs> clapping. Um, and with that, you guys sit around and enjoy the rest of the feast and maybe drink until your hearts are uh, satisfied and then go to sleep that night. And with that... I'm curious, real quick, before we finish. I tried oh. my drink. What was in it? <laughs> Uh, it was a very jelly-like substance. So, but it, in liquid form, it's kind of hard to That's describe. It's kind of hard to describe. So, think of thick jelly, water, jelly. Like no, just the feeling of jelly, like the texture of it, not the okay. thickness of it, just the texture of it, and then apply that to a liquid substance like water. And that's what you had. You obviously don't have taste buds, so it didn't taste like anything. It's fantasy, guys. Come on. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. let's Jesus go with it. Christ. <laughs> I'm just curious. And, and it does make you feel like not drunk, but it makes you feel better. Like it loosens you up. 
we'll say that not like actually loosens like bolts yeah, and whatever that say. keeps you together yeah. but it loose yeah. it it takes some of that paranoia and stress that you just bottle up and are dealing with and kind of relieves it a little bit makes you feel a little at ease Hmm. So. Might that work for this, uh, travel, traveling sickness as well? Maybe. Maybe. Definitely need more of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you guys have a personal chef that uh, designed it and is a part of the group now. So either yeah, way, now. with that, you guys enjoy the rest of your night and go to bed in nice soft beds. Uh, maybe not Kronos so much, but will our adventurers be okay? If they split up again, I don't know. Was it pretty dumb to have Bernard go off by himself? It's pretty good. I rolled <laughs> low on the dice that I rolled because if not, he might have been killed. Who knows? <laughs> so let's find out on the next episode of The Lost City of NECA. I'm over. Hey. Hey.